Welcome to Kindly Gifted. I'm your host, Kate Tarantiva, and I can't wait to unwrap the world of influence with you. Every day, your gifted episodes, see what I did there, to help you become fluent in the business of creativity and learn the best kept industry secrets to creating an online presence worth remembering. It's really like having a momager on speed dial. So let's dive into it. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. If you feel the need to share everything in your life or have been encouraged to do that in the past as an influencer, I'm here to squash that myth. As an influencer who is building a purposeful personal brand with intention, you 100% do not need to be sharing everything in your life. One, it makes your community a little confused as to what it is that you're bringing to their table. And two, the power of a personal brand is also in what you choose to keep private. And I'm going to give you a couple examples. So one really, really great example of this, um, just because it has, she has expressed this in the press in the past, is Marianna Hewitt. Marianna Hewitt is, if you were to look through her social media, primarily someone who creates content what feels like alone, right? Maybe she showcases her friends. Sometimes she showcases her dad and her mom. But every other time, it's questionable as to what's going on in her relationship, in her love life. Is she dating? Who is she dating? Et cetera, et cetera. And One common thing that a lot of influencers choose to keep private is their love life. And that may be because that is something that you want to keep to yourself because maybe you have had experience with people, you know, sticking their nose in your rows about your relationships. And that's just like something that you want to enjoy between you and the person that you're dating. Um, Maybe... In Marianna Hewitt's case, I believe she also has a PR background, so I wouldn't be surprised if this is part of the strategy. Um, Maybe it's because you want to avoid crisis management. If you're dating with somebody, that now becomes public domain if you choose to showcase it on the internet. And therefore, if you break up with that person, people are going to be invested. I mean, we literally saw this with Chris Olsen and his boyfriend Ian when they broke up. I mean, they were... Ian Paget, I believe. They were such an iconic couple on TikTok. They were quarantining together during COVID. Um, You know, Ian has a very like specific personality that people were really enjoying and their dynamic together. And then they broke up and it created a really big issue in both of their lives because they were now going through a public breakup where people were taking sides. Um, People were, you know, continuing to say, oh, like you should have gotten back together or that wasn't the right decision. Or if people were just finding out, it was, oh my God, you guys broke up. And so they're, it's forcing 
both parties to go through that again mentally. And that is, uh, that's, you know, kind of opening a wound that you really just wanted to close, right? And so to prevent that, if that's something that you don't want to showcase on social media, um, and a lot of influencers choose not to to put their love life on the internet, um, or maybe do so in a way where they're not actually showing their partner, um, is to, you know, retain some of that privacy. And that way you're able to create a boundary between you and your audience, because you are also serving them, right? And so you want to ensure that you're kind of creating boundaries where like, okay, this is something that's just for me. Um, preventing burnout where you feel like you're sharing every single part of your life with people and you feel like you need to keep doing that or you feel like, oh my God, people really want to know about the surgery I had and I went viral for it. There was a creator that actually applied for management that... Um, went viral for a surgery that she had and she was like I you know I I don't necessarily like want to be known for that like I have there are other parts of me but I guess I have to keep giving people updates because that's what they want to know and so you end up being pulled into this like into this this thing where you feel like you in order to keep people's attention in order to serve them you have to give them the thing you don't want to give them um so you know Figuring out what's off limits it can ahead of time can help with that and retain some of your sanity too as a person of influence who, you know, at this point, anything is game the moment you share it online. Um, another instance of this is Manti Teo. Um, he recently had a documentary about him come out on Netflix. I believe it was like Untold um, or part of the Untold series. And he was starting off his career as a star football player um, and from a Polynesian player from Hawaii. And like his story was so powerful. And then um, he was playing for Notre Dame and his grandmother passes away. His girlfriend also passes away on the same day. And so that made him really emotional and kind of fueled the success of the game. So he ended up winning the game with alongside with his team. And when asked by the press kind of like what essentially made you play so hard, he chose to disclose that, well, my grandmother passed away and my girlfriend passed away and they're looking down on me from heaven. And that ended up, you know, kind of becoming this really strong all-American story that the media just ate up. Look at this wholesome man who's an athlete respecting two women who have passed, who are pillars in his life and blah, blah, blah. And then come to find out the girlfriend is a guy, you know, who has been catfishing Manti this entire time through this really strategic kind of like I mean, horrible scheme. And Manti went from the star football player who's this wholesome, amazing guy playing for his grandmother and dead girlfriend to, wait a minute, his girlfriend's a catfish. How could he be so naive? Is he secretly gay? Is he hiding something? Like, nobody wants to pick him for draft. Nobody wants to, like, you know, play alongside him because he's just sketchy. If he's lying about this, what else could he be lying about? Maybe he was responsible for this. And so it just became a whole situation. But had somebody on his team said, you know, maybe, maybe talking about this might not be a good idea. This is just our suggestion. You obviously do whatever you want to do, but this could cause 
some uproar because down the line, if something were to happen, um, because now you're involving your personal life and mixing that in with your, with your career. And so like church and state, whatever. Um, however, that strategy may not necessarily apply if you are a creator who creates content with your family, with your partner, um, with your spouse, and that is what your content is about. However, keep in mind, if the two of you were to break up, then you kind of have to now start from scratch and building a personal brand around other things that maybe you haven't had to consider in the past. And so there's always like a give and take with that. Um, same thing goes for family members. I recently saw a creator and I cannot remember her name, but this is a very similar, this is a very common story. Um, in terms of a creator who has gone like through mental abuse or emotional abuse in their home life. And um, people have asked, you know, I want to see pictures of your parents. I like want to see like, the, you know, the people that you're complaining about. And the creator has actively chosen not to disclose that information. And I think that was very smart to do that. Um, because again, that can avoid crisis management. That can also set certain boundaries. Um, it causes you to be respected in your audience that like, yeah, you're serving them with content that you think is valuable to them and, and you know that they're benefiting from, but at the same time, you're not going to be walked all over and, and asked to be, you know, doing things that you also don't necessarily want to do and that you want to retain some of your privacy and the privacy of your family or your home life, your love life, etc. Um, another example of this is actually a client of mine um, who with whom I work with on personal branding consulting. She is a very successful entrepreneur. Her husband is also a very successful entrepreneur in the same industry. And so they have been approached by TV networks to do a kind of like Chip and Joanna Gaines-esque type of story out of them um, because it is a really iconic story. You know, Chip and Joanna are a couple that are doing this th this thing together. They're flipping houses together. They have a business together, very rich home life, very religious, kind of they do merge their personal life with their career. And so this TV network approached my client for something like similar. How cool you guys are a power couple in the industry, dominating the same industry together. Um, how cool would it be to have this kind of expose about you? And my client without, you know, breaching client privilege has chosen to maybe, you know, be a little bit more hesitant about this opportunity because she really wants to keep her relationship private and something between her and um, her partner and not really put that on social media because it can create certain distractions from the personal brand that each of them are trying to build independently um, and also, you know, not necessarily want to be known just for being a power couple or for their love life or whatnot. So, you know, things around home and love life are usually the types of topics that people do tend to keep private if they do. It is a lot harder, obviously, the more well-known you are. If you're somebody like Kanye or Kim or um, a macro celebrity or Doja Cat, like it's obviously a little bit more difficult to keep your private life under wraps and who you're dating and who you're hanging out with and your friends and your home life and things like that. But nevertheless, um, you know, that is a very strategic decision you have to make. Usually I tell clients who ask me, like, how do I know what I want to be known for is you ask yourself, you know, first of all, who did I need when I was younger? And the other thing to ask yourself is, 
what do I want to keep off limits? Like, what do I not want people to have access to? Not just like, I don't want them to know this because I want to keep it a secret. It's not really necessarily that. It's more so like, I don't necessarily want to be known for this thing. So I don't want to bring it up. I don't even want to like tease it. I don't want anything to do with my love life or my past or a mental illness I have or a current condition I have or my home life or whatever it is that you want to keep private. Um, Another common thing that people typically uh, don't like for the media to have access to is their children. You know, if there is a family creator, sometimes they don't really like to create content around their kids because there are so many creepy people out there. And so, you know, having that boundary of like, okay, we are a couple who are content creators and we want to create content as a couple. However, we also have kids, but we don't necessarily want to have our kids in our videos. Maybe we can create, you know, meme style videos around what it's like to be a parent without having to involve your child into that. So it ends up creating a very strong, um, you know, decision-making process for you as to what kind of content you want to create, how you want to extend that into a personal brand, um, and how you essentially want to be perceived and what you give access to, to your audience versus the things that you're not open to giving access to, um, for privacy reasons, for avoiding burnout, for crisis management purposes, um, and really just being able to be known for specific things. Cause those are things that you cater also, you know, and you're not just allowing your community to tell you what you want to be known for. You also have control over that because part of it is how do I want to be perceived? It's not just about how people perceive you, but also how do I want to be perceived? And so by asking yourself that question, you're able to shape how people already perceive you into something that you want to be perceived for. Great example of this, Charles Gross. Um, I featured him on my Instagram story at the mob management not too long ago. This is a creator who had a pretty, you know, dramatic past. Like he was known for from age 19 to 25. I believe he was known for trolling and like really dramatic, borderline like hateful content simply because of things that he was going through mentally and in in him, you know, the kinds of emotions that he was having and not really addressing all of that. And so um, he then, I believe from 2019 to 2020, kind of almost entirely disappeared off social media for Uh, mental health reasons and wanted to step back and like reassess the kind of person he wants to be because he was being perceived as this drama queen who's trolling people and being kind of hateful and being messy and he didn't want to be perceived that way and so he ended up coming back to social media as somebody more quiet a little bit more reserved a little more calm you know him as the the man who says let's talk about it he's talking about luxury fashion um and making that space more inclusive to people, which is, you know, a, a pretty big 180 from the type of content that he was creating in the past. And so your audience are not the only people that hold power here. Like, yes, you know, in some ways, like they line your pockets, they inform you of certain decisions that you can take because you know that they're going to buy from those brands or they're going to listen to that podcast or they're going to read that book. But you also have the power to figure out, okay, well, how do I want to be perceived so that you're not just kind of like 
giving in to your audience and doing what they want and they're your puppet master, but you two really have like a partnership and are able to like build a successful presence together so your audience also feels like they have some part in it and you are also shaping their perception of you as well in in the types of ways that you know you want to based on the personal branding strategy that you have so these things are really important to consider also when building your personal brand Thanks for tuning in to Kindly Gifted. To support the podcast, please leave a review, share with your friends, and don't forget to subscribe. Make sure you follow me on TikTok at Kate Mob for more creative secrets from the internet's momager. See you on the next episode of Kindly Gifted.